1: For me, I always say the message I, I received that helped me a lot uh, during time is uh, don't let uh, failures get into your heart and successes get into your head.
2: Failure and success. Gillian Tant has had her share of both. Welcome to Out of Office. I'm your host, Malika Kapoor. My guest today is the chairwoman of Booking.com, the global travel company. She's been at Booking.com from the start and went on to serve as its president and CEO. From her very first job, which was picking apples in the Dutch countryside, to her current position, Gillian talks about what it takes to be successful in business.
1: Take risks. I think for women, yeah, it's, it's such an important element because women tend to stay in their own swim lanes. And it's very important that women take more risk, right? Because that's actually when you learn. And um, and that's something that I've experienced as well. And then at some moment I thought, okay, what well, can go wrong? Stay humble. I still remember when we went into Spain, which was the first uh, country, but we didn't have any hotels. So we basically rented an apartment to start, to start our business off in Spain. And uh, I slept in that <laughs> apartment as well. Yeah, you have these learnings and I think still today, if you look at the culture of booking, it's a very humble culture and I think you, you still experience that today in our business. Make mistakes. CEOs also make mistakes, right? But if you have that culture, then that's okay. Because as long as you make mistakes fast and then you move fast to improve, I think that's very important. Booking.com, like many of its peers in the travel industry, is
2: going through a tough time because of the pandemic. I recorded this conversation with Gillian before the virus, and I really enjoyed learning more about her rise to the top of one of the biggest online travel companies in the world. Here's my conversation. Gillian,
1: thanks for coming in here. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs>
2: So let's go back, let's go back to the early days of of booking. And you had a stable and a successful job um, in the hospitality industry, I believe. Yes. And you switched out. You gave that up for a job at a startup. Yes, I did. What was the thinking behind (laughs) that?
1: Yeah, I think, well, I have a background in the hospitality industry. And very early on, I've realized how complicated it is to bring customers to properties all around the world. I don't know if you remember that time, but you had brochures with very small pictures where you had to choose your accommodation. And often the reality of what you expected was completely different. So there was just a lot to gain in, in improving the finding and booking and accommodation. And then uh, when nl at that time started, I, I knew the founder, and even when he was walking around with his plan, people thought the internet was something that would probably only be there temporary, <laughs> but... Uh, <I> can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, but I, I just got fascinated by how this, if if that would work, how the internet could really change how people find and book an accommodation, so... Uh, yeah, I decided to join the startup and 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 yeah, and try, which was a, a big step. Many people thought I was crazy to do that because I had a, a very good job. And,
2: so that was and, one risk, but there was another risk because this was after the dot com bubble yeah, it had was burst. After
1: the dot com bubble burst, it was hard in the beginning. I've seen Booking almost go bankrupt. I think three times. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, because at that time in Europe, building a startup, there was not a lot of funding available. It was difficult to get talent in that, in that period as well. So it was not an easy time. And then scaling uh, the type of business model that booking has is very expensive as well, right? So, uh, yeah, these are all challenges that we faced in the beginning.
2: What are some of your memories of the early days of yeah. booking when you were just setting up your office?
1: Yeah, I've I, I've enjoyed every phase and, and I'm very honored that I've seen every phase, which is quite unique. But the beginning, yeah, it's really uh, when you start to build everything. I still remember when we went into Spain, which was the first uh, country, but we didn't have any hotels. So we basically rented an apartment to start, to start our business off in Spain. And uh, I slept in that <laughs> apartment as well.
2: So it was and, uh,
1: everything, office, home. Yeah, to, to get it started. Once we had hotels connected and we could afford more, then it was easier. But that's just the beginning, right? And I think it's it's very important that you have uh, yeah, you have these learnings and I think still today if you look at the culture of booking, it's a very humble culture. And I think you, you still experience that today in our business.
2: Very humble culture. That's yes. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Does that come from the top? I mean, you've been at the helm of booking for so many years. And I'm just going to say it here, but you're all, you are known as someone who is incredibly humble and incredibly simple. Uh,
1: yeah. I, 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 I don't mean to embarrass you. but <laughs> Only from the top. I, I think it's, um, culture is, is, is quite crucial right, for a company. I think culture for booking has been one of the main elements of success. And uh, and this is part one element of our culture. And that, of course, starts with the people that are there in the beginning. And, and then everybody that comes into your business can change your business, right? If you think about culture. So it's very important that you think about scaling your culture. So it starts, of course, with the people that are there. Um, but it's not something that you can say today from the top, okay, this is who I am and this is how everybody's going to be. It's, it's not that... Uh, that simple
2: (laughs) i guess you you lead by example and you know people see you and everyone wants to sort of if it's if it's working for the company and and why not right yeah
1: and maybe there's a bit of dutch in it as well
2: (laughs) you know one thing that strikes me is i mean you took risks very early on in your career when you you know when you went to work for booking and risk is not something that's usually associated with a lot of women yes yeah. Was it a big leap of faith for you to take that risk? People told you you were crazy, but you still went ahead and, and did it and yeah. took that risk. So where does that spirit come from?
1: Yeah, I've been, from the very early days, always a very curious person. And I think that overtakes then <laughs> that, that I take that risk. But I, I think for women, yeah, it's, it's such an important element because women tend to stay in their own swim lanes. And it's very important that women take more risk, right? Because that's actually when you learn, and um, and that's something that I've experienced as well. And then at some moment I thought, okay, what can go wrong, right? <laughs> and um, but it's 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 extremely important, I think, that women think about that more.
2: So how do you encourage people in your company to do that, women you work with?
1: Yeah. Well, we, we do that a lot. I think if you think about Booking.com, we have a very diverse uh, culture. And uh, also we've, from the start, have been very focused on, on developing uh, women, bringing more women into our business. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. And I think it's not something that you can do through numbers. It's something that you really need to embed in your culture. Uh, and everything you do in your company needs to address this you need role models not only me (laughs) because you know you need role models through every layer of the company for instance they need to be visible so we have awards as well we do them internally but also externally uh, to recognize women so that's just one of the examples but uh, it's it's a lot of work that you need to do to make sure that you you improve this
2: You're a mentor to many people.
1: Did you have one? Yeah, I've had many, um, always many mentors. And of is course, anyone who stands the out? Face, well, the, the first one is my mother, I always say. <laughs> my mother is very strong and very creative. And she always showed me... Uh, how to make something out of nothing, right? So, and my father was more a business person, so that combination, I think, was perfect for me. And, uh, But, uh, yeah, my mother always pushed me to take risks and uh, to go abroad or to learn a language or... Uh, and I think that, yeah, that shaped me into to who I am uh, today.
2: So tell me about your parents. Tell me about your childhood. Where did you grow up and what was your childhood like?
1: Yes, yeah, so I grew up uh, in uh, the middle of the Netherlands, so more on the countryside. Uh, so that's where they grow the apple trees. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that was also my first job, <laughs> picking apples. Okay. But, you uh, started
2: early. Yeah. No, I, had a,
1: I had a very good childhood. I have one brother and uh and and to uh, parents who were working uh, but I uh, if you think about me because of my curiosity I've been doing not things a very traditional way I've mostly I've been working a lot and then thinking oh I need to study as well so <laughs> it's been a bit different than most people but eventually um, I did realize that, uh, yeah, you know, you also need to make sure that you finish all of your degrees, et cetera. But uh, it's been interesting. And I've been always curious. So I've moved to the U.S. Uh, very early on uh, to work. And uh, so I've been doing a lot. I've had many experiences very early on.
2: When you talk about your mom's creative influence yeah. on you, did, how did it manifest itself in your childhood? Did you do creative things?
1: Yeah, so I think creativity uh, for me, uh, my mother, it's really creativity in making sculptures and paintings and uh, all kind of things. She's a real artist. And of course, we as kids also uh, were, were helping a lot with that. But it's also in creativity and, uh, well, dealing with people, uh, creativity and trying out new things. So uh, I think that's what it does to you as a person, right? And not to be afraid to try new things and fail. <laughs> then you need to try it all over again. So I think that um, is something that for me uh, uh, has been a lot of my childhood.
2: Booking, of course, is a phenomenally successful company. Um, have you dealt with failure have you had setbacks in your career and if so how have you dealt with it
1: yeah i think everybody does and uh, so also me Uh, there's i mean especially in building a business like booking uh, every phase we've made many mistakes right but uh, you
2: almost went bankrupt thrice
1: yeah no we made many mistakes but these if you think back on these mistakes they're quite instrumental to where the company is today so it's very important that you make these mistakes and the good thing about the culture booking is that we make mistakes, but we also talk about them. We share them. We share our learnings. So actually, more people learn than only the person making the mistake. I almost one at one time brought the whole website at that time down. How because so? What did you inter- do? Well, <laughs> I've, I've uh, because of a certain type of integration with a supplier. And then I had to go back on the train uh, <laughs> to make sure that they just made an investment of millions to tell them that it was not good. <laughs> we had to change it. Yeah, but in the end, you do That it. must have been awkward. That's yeah, difficult. that was tough. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. But yeah, you, it's, at the moment, it's really hard. But when you go through that, you learn so much. And also the business progresses so much. Because also that mistake led to that we understood how the future of integrations had to look like, and many companies did it differently, which slowed them down. Right? So, I think in the end it's been crucial that mistake. But but at that moment you don't see that yet. But uh, yeah, it's it's just uh, it's interesting, and uh, I think even as CEO, you know, CEOs also make mistakes, right? But if you have that culture, then that's okay. Because as long as you make mistakes fast and then you move fast to improve, I think that's very important.
2: And now you're a mom yourself. You have two yeah, children? Uh, three. Three children. Three, yeah. <laughs> I have to ask you I'm a working mom, yeah. I have two kids. How do you manage?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had three kids actually through my whole career booking. And uh, now they're actually in the teens. So, uh, but before they were really small. They've been part of
2: your career.
1: (laughs) Part of my career. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh,
2: with all this travel, does it get tricky to balance personal life and work life?
1: Yeah, I actually. um, Yeah, it it is always tricky, of course. I mean, you do need to think about that. And uh, I've always uh, looked at my energy level. make sure I have enough energy at home and enough energy at work and whenever I felt one of the two was out of balance I corrected it so when I had less energy at work I thought okay I need to really think about um, empowering others to do some of my work because this is not possible anymore and when I don't have energy at home I knew that I had to think, okay, what are the things that I'm doing <laughs> and maybe others can do, right? So you always need to work on that on both sides and that has really helped me uh, to get through it.
2: And how do your children feel about uh, about your work and yeah. the fact that you travel yeah. and,
1: you know? Yeah, in the beginning, it was quite funny. They didn't really understand what I was doing. My son, when he was young, he thought I worked for a book uh, store oh, because really. of booking.com. <laughs> oh, <that's sweet. laughs> And uh, yeah, it's quite funny. My daughter actually once said I was a stewardess (laughs) because I was flying so much. (laughs) So then all the mothers thought that as well. And I thought, well, okay, that's fine. (laughs) Makes it easier not to talk about it. And and my daughter once was funny when she was, I think she was four. We were at a hotel, the swimming pool. And then she said to uh, another mother, she said, well, you know, my mother, she travels and then she looks at hotels and then she puts them online and then we book them for our holiday. Oh, that was right. quite funny.
2: <laughs> but she got it down, she's yeah, right. Yeah. No, she's right. Yeah.
1: Kids are not always, they don't always understand what their parents do, but uh, I think they're quite proud and, uh, yeah, I think they, they've they never complained about it. Uh, they get used been, to it, They right? get used it's, to it. Especially to it since thing. you've been like, working from the start. Yeah, they, they don't know any different. <laughs> Yeah. Do you ever struggle with feelings of guilt
2: sometimes? I
1: think every one, woman does. So uh, it wouldn't be fair to say, oh, I never have that. You, uh, w- women always think, oh, should I have done more? And, you know, <laughs> and I have the same thing. But uh, at some moment I think, okay, you know, I just need to make sure to make it work. And uh, yeah, I, I think in the end it's more yourself than uh, the children. what do you mean in what way well because you feel guilty but your kids are perfectly happy right so (laughs) they don't feel it that way so it's important to to look at them to see how they're doing and if they're happy kids and uh, you know they they, that's that's what matters right that's the only thing that matters yeah that's what matters
2: yeah i have to ask you since you've had a career in travel what's your
1: favorite travel destination yeah, people always ask me. <laughs> and, um, well, then they go one step further to ask me what's my favorite hotel. So I was going I'm to come very, to that. <laughs> yeah, I find that very hard because I never want to favor one hotel over the other. But the favorite destination, yeah, I'm... Our favorite kind. Do you prefer beaches, mountains? Yeah, I'm... Uh, yeah, so I always have a, a combination. So I must say that uh, I'm more often... I'm more a beach water person than maybe a mountain for holidays but I like cities as well I like to go to Hong Kong for instance we went with the children I like to do that we did a road tour through Florida to the Keys with the kids so I like to have different type of experiences. So, um, yeah, and it's nice now that they're older that you're actually able to explore the world. I mean, when they're very young, you're not going to take these four trips. How old
2: uh, are they? How old are your children? Yeah, now
1: uh, my daughter is uh, 15 and my son 13, and then I have a son of 10. So, yeah, it's a good time. uh, And
2: what do you do to switch off or do you ever switch off?
1: Yeah, I think uh, it's uh, to completely switch off. That, for me, is really hard. I also don't mind so much. So uh, I've always been very connected, even if I was off. But it's not that uh, I found that difficult. Um, my family always knew as well that's part of the job, right? She she's, she can be more with us, but that also means that sometimes you have to take a call or something like that. Or and and I think if you're quite right, relaxed about it, then it's actually better. I've learned it works better.
2: Really, and you find that works better than just saying, "Okay, I will not touch my phone for x number of hours."
1: Or- yeah, it probably depends on your personality. <laughs> but for me, yeah, that doesn't really work. No, no, no. So, but maybe for others it does, right? So, I maybe I'm I'm always quite relaxed. So maybe that's that's why. <laughs> but uh, I do sports. I think it's very important when you do jobs like this that you think about yourself right and how you stay fit it is I, I one time realized it's almost top sports right if you travel so much and uh, you work a lot and you have your family then you need to also make sure you're fit
2: yeah we don't put ourselves first very often right yeah
1: but it's important that uh, you do think about yeah because then also you can take it much better right you have much more energy as well so
2: how do you stay fit?
1: Yeah, so I train about two two, or I hope sometimes three, but mostly two times per week. Okay,
2: at uh, the gym? Uh, or yeah, that?
1: at the gym. Yeah, I used to play tennis, for instance, but then it became really hard to train because it's a certain day and then I was, mm. I'm was i traveling. So, and then I have dogs, so I walk a lot with the dog. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. that's also, yeah, it's good, right? Because you're outside and uh, it helps as well to disconnect, I must say. Yeah.
2: And I just want to go back to one point. You know, you talked about how women need to see other women in positions that they
1: hope to be in one day. You're in one of those positions.
2: What's your message? How do we get more women
1: uh, rising to the top? I mean, role models, and we've learned that through our own research, that there's not enough role models. And women really want to see role models. That's also why we started the Technology Playmaker Awards, where we basically recognize and reward women that are playing such an important role in companies or have uh, their own company etc and uh, it's so super important I I also say to media always that they have a big role to play in making sure that they showcase these women as well and um, but yeah also for me I always say the message I I received that helped me a lot uh, during time is uh, don't let uh, failures get into your heart and successes get into your head. That has always helped me a lot because both are, are very important.
2: Thank you so Thank you. much. That's a lovely note to end it on. Yeah. Thank you. That was Gillian Towns, chairwoman of Booking.com. And I hope you enjoyed our chat and took away something from her story of hard work and humility. Please look up more episodes of Out of Office if you can. You'll find us on Twitter, on Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. This episode was produced by Laura Carlson. I'm Malika Kapoor. I'll be back next week. Till then, stay well, stay healthy, and thank you for listening.